Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, uh, we have to jump right into it because it is the big story of the weather week. It will be the big story of the weather weekend, and it will be the big story of next week's weather. Uh, The Gulf of Mexico has decided it wants to join in on the tropical party, and they're not just bringing (laughs) one guest, they're bringing two. I am shocked that there is two hurricanes, hurricanes, not tropical storms, that are going to make landfall basically in the same spots. Just can't even. Right. And let's let's start with Marco because Marco is the closest one. And Marco, once it kind of gets ashore here, and it's looking like it's going to be probably tomorrow uh, at landfall. According to the national, and he came straight out of the Gulf, though, right? Yeah. Well, he came. He can. Uh, no, he was probability holding. I have to go back and look. He was down south of Jamaica when he formed, but he came through the Gulf. He made the split pretty clearly between the Yucatan and uh, Cuba, and is now churning away in the Gulf. And as we said, should be here roughly tomorrow. And yeah. we're waiting to find out how strong he will be at landfall. Uh, the current forecast is he is a hurricane right now, so Marco is a hurricane. Uh, I believe sustained winds of 75 miles an hour will pull up the current public advisory. Wow. Yes, so he is doing the thing. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> He's getting his life together real quick. Real quick. Um, Laura uh, came off Africa, though, right? Yes, Laura was part of that train that we talked about yesterday. Yeah. So let me see here. Okay. And wasn't there another one back there behind Laura? Uh, there is a wave, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But so with – this doesn't look like it's correct, but maybe it is. Okay. Oh, okay. I know why. So – oh, your laundry's done. There it is. Told there you. It is. <laughs> <laughs> this is our hold music right now. Yes. Be- before Bonnie, before we start taping, mine's like, by the way, I'm doing some laundry, and when it's done, it'll play a fun little, uh, play a fun little tune. Okay, so currently Marco is a tropical storm. It will become a hurricane. Uh, the reason why we said it was a hurricane earlier is that they had re, uh, done the reconnaissance from the hurricane hunters and found sustained winds above 74 miles an hour. So uh, it will be upgraded to a hurricane here in the next advisory. But Marco is going to come ashore. Uh, as we said, tomorrow morning into tomorrow afternoon, somewhere in the area of Louisiana, it looks like New Orleans will be in the right front quadrant, which is not a good thing. Right. Uh, and we have seen that before. Luckily, this storm will most likely be a low end cat one or maybe a high end tropical storm when it makes landfall. So Marco is the first one. The storm is forecasted once it makes landfall to make a very sharp turn to the left and will head across the state of Louisiana and then into Texas and eventually probably dissipating somewhere around the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, sometime Wednesday morning. But by that point, Bonnie, we have forgotten about Marco and Polo is on its heels. 
Laura-Polo. Yes, Laura-Polo. Is what we've decided. <laughs> yes. So uh, the country radio station that I work for decided that they didn't want Laura to be named Laura. They wanted it to be named Polo. So they have renamed it. Obviously, they can't do that, but that's what they wanted to do. With that said, by the time we get to Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, when Marco has officially dissipated over the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, uh, we'll be looking at a hurricane in the Gulf forecast to make landfall somewhere between the Texas and Louisiana, or I want to say somewhere between because you can't have a between point on a state line, but somewhere (laughs) between... Texas and Louisiana, most likely right on the state line. That's the current forecast track, the uh, current forecast advised track. But uh, Laura has taken a very interesting route. Unlike Marco, which avoided all land masses, Laura is just hitting the chain of everything from Puerto Rico to the Dominican Republic and Haiti. She'll transverse over Cuba. Now, there are mountains within these islands. That is one of the reasons why it is not forecasted to strengthen until it gets out over the Gulf. But once it makes its way into the central Gulf, it will ramp up into a hurricane. Current forecast advisory says maybe a cat to at landfall. So, you know, Marco will be, like we said, either a low end cat one or possibly a tropical storm at landfall. Uh, Laura ain't messing around. She's going to come ashore as a cat, too. That is crazy. Yeah, and I mean, at, at one point, it looks like she was supposed to hit Florida, but then kind of like avoided Florida. Right. Do you think if there was only one of these in the Gulf right now that they would be stronger than they are? You know, that, do you think that matters? You know, it, well, it totally matters. And again, we go back, you look at weather Twitter, and weather Twitter this week has been fantastic. So good. Um, one, dispelling the rumors that these two storms are going to merge. <laughs> two, that, you know... The storm's not named Marco Polo, which, again, we are very, very bummed about that. But with and that... Then we can get a petition going, and in the next couple of days, the storm it, can be changed. It ain't gonna, <laughs> it, it, listen, it ain't going to happen, okay? We all need to write a letter yeah. to the Hurricane Center. <laughs> well, remember, it's not them that name it. It's the WMO. Okay, well, everybody write a letter to them. Yeah. And CC the National Hurricane Center. Yes, and then every media <laughs> outlet, and they'll they'll gracefully change it. Exactly. Because, you know, it only costs, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to do the full graphics packages everywhere. But no big deal. No big deal. (laughs) We'll get another stimulus check. If the USPS gets one, why not everybody else? But I digress. I digress. Um, It's funny you mentioned that, though, about, you know, two storms in the Gulf. We know that hurricanes, when they are actively over any open body of water, they're churning up because of the winds, right? The colder water down below the surface of the Mm -hmm. ocean. And people are like, well, hold on here. This doesn't make a lot of sense. If we have a hurricane or tropical storm in the Gulf, why would that not churn up, you know, colder water? And the point was made, the storm, Marco won't be strong enough to really pull up that cold water. Not like what Uh we saw with Hurricane Michael last year, where, you know, when that thing slammed ashore as a Cat 5, you can go back and you could look at the water temperatures, and we talked about it on the show, how it brought yeah. up all this colder water to the surface and basically capped any potential you know, storms forming in the Gulf for a number of days, if not weeks. So the strength of Marco is not strong enough. That's going to really kind of you know, bring up all that cold water. With that said, you still have a tropical storm that will use some of that energy, but the way that 
you know, Laura is forecasted to move. It does kind of cut across where Marco went, but it also touches a lot of water that Marco won't affect. So the cold air. So if it was vice versa and Laura, the stronger storm came first, it might choke off Marco. Yeah, most likely. And again, but because Marco's coming first and he's kind of a baby, he's not going to pull up enough cold air to cut off Laura. Right. So the water down below, obviously, you know, the water is the fuel for hurricanes, right? Yes. And so if it's not going to be to the point of, you know, reducing the overall amount of available energy from the water. Well, I don't I don't think it's going to matter a whole lot. So. You know, if Laura does come ashore as a cat, too, uh, that would just be completely, you know, right there. It would be very much in line with 2020. And again, I'm just going to go off on a little tangent here for a second, folks. It has happened before. So this is not something that is new. It is incredibly rare to have two storms in the Gulf at the same time. But you also have to remember, it's the tropic season. We've had it before. We have multiple storms before. Again, these two just happen to be kind of in the same region. They're several days apart, but yes, they are crossing the same region. We have seen hurricanes do that time and time again. So please, this is nothing new. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is not (laughs) Donald Trump's fault. This is not a cause of global warming or any other thing that I've seen political people try and make a big deal about this year. Okay. It's tropical season. Storms form. Storms follow each other. Storms cross over the same point multiple times. It's like I'm going to dispel the myth right now. Guess what? Lightning can strike twice in the same spot. Okay? Just so you know, these things have a tendency to happen. So let's not jump off and be like, oh, my God, it's so 2020. We have two storms in the same area. I don't know. I think I'm, for me, I am going to say it is so 2020 only because you're right. It does happen, but it's rare. And the fact that it is happening this year, it just, it falls in line with everything that's happened this year, which I will agree with that point and that point only. Right. Okay. Everything else is just, you not understanding how the world of weather works. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying our audience, because our audience is very smart. You guys understand this. I'm talking about the general universe of yes. people that like to just hop on Twitter and just start tweeting. Um, Pull out their Sharpies and... Literally. No, literally. <laughs> and again, it's all the timing, right? It's 2020, yeah. boom. Okay. You know, one of my favorite tweets, and again, I, you and I both know, and you and I are both politically active. We have our beliefs. We believe in, you know, our... Our, we, we believe in the beliefs we have is what I'm trying to say. So yes. one of my all-time favorite stupid tweets this week, and I don't remember who it was, and it was not from anybody born. They're like, oh, this is so typical that, of course, you know, we'd get two storms the week of the RNC in Charlotte. And I'm like, yes, because that's exactly what <laughs> political parties want. They want to not only have two storms take away from the time that they have a chance to speak to the country, but, you know. You know, coordinate a, an effort or whatever. They're like, why couldn't this happen last week when it was the Democrats? And I'm like, it's timing, guys. You don't know. Yeah. Okay. It's not like we looked at the calendar. We're like, hey, let's schedule a, a convention the week we're going to have two hurricanes making landfall in the U.S. Because that's exactly what we want. <laughs> that's the deal. Like, I don't like when scientific things become political. Like, it right. really doesn't matter which side you're on. 
the weather is going to do what it's going to do. Right. The weather hands so, down is the one thing that affects everybody across the board pretty much equally. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. Let's just. And yeah. It's it wears me out that everything becomes political, but whatever. That's the world we live in now. If people want to have everything come back to politics, that's on them. But the weather's going to be the weather regardless. So. Yes. Everyone come to grips with that, yep. please. And, and we will we will actually next week we will talk a little bit about weather and politics, but it's for something that was actually good and it was bipartisan. Yes. It just took a long time to get here and we will we'll jump into that next week. We were going to discuss that this week, but obviously the biggest story is what we have happening with Marco and Laura. So, now that we Hyphen Polo. Have, yes, Hyphen Polo. Um so MLP. There we go. <laughs> MLP is what we're going to call it. So let's go over the latest advisory on Laura. Um, Again, came out. Gosh, we're coming up on the next update here in the next 20 minutes. So by the time that this is recorded, it's already outdated, but that's fine. But at the time that we're taping this, uh, she currently is 170 miles northwest of Port-au-Prince, Haiti, uh, 95 miles southeast of the eastern tip of Cuba, Maximum sustained winds 50 miles an hour, moving at the north or moving west northwest at a rapid 21 miles an hour. So for a storm to be moving that fast, that forward momentum is probably a good thing because it is going to transverse the islands that do have some mountains that can tear storms apart. We have seen that happen. But if she's moving fast, she's probably going to maintain her size and her strength. It's going to be interesting to see. And I mean... Weather Twitter is going to be lit up for the next several days. Yep. Lit up. Tropical storm watches are now up in effect for the central Bahamas, Andros Island uh, in the Bahamas, Florida Keys from Ocean Reef to Key West and the Dry Tortugas, and Florida Bay. So that's what's happening affecting the U.S. Central pressure of Laura right now is at 1,004 millibars. So nothing to scoff at, but also nothing that, you know, I see that and start screaming oh my god this is this is bad but it is so um and then real quick the current positioning of marco as he is continuing to strengthen and will be put into a hurricane here very soon uh currently 325 miles south southeast of the mouth of the mississippi river 475 miles southeast of lafayette louisiana sustained wind 70 miles an hour Moving west or north northwest at 14 miles an hour. Again, another fast moving storm. Central pressure now down to 993 millibars. Oh wow! Yep. So he is continuing to strengthen. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, watches and warnings up for effect uh, will be coming out here pretty quick. If they're not already, let me look because I know that there was a bunch. I love the National Hurricane Center because they just put all the stuff out and you're just like, oh, it's so easy to look at. Yeah. And it is. All right, watches and warnings. So we have hurricane warnings up for most of the coast of Louisiana. uh, And then we have tropical storm warnings as well as they extend from uh, like New Orleans through the panhandle, the very small panhandle of Mississippi. Alabama coast is under a tropical storm watch. And there are hurricane watches that extend uh, in the areas for Louisiana that have not yet been upgraded to a hurricane warning. Uh, When we look at the potential rainfall, again, going out so far, not a whole lot. One to three inches looks like it's kind of going to be the key here. 
but again, with a fast moving storm, that's a very good thing. I would much rather yeah. have, you know, a fast moving storm with less rain to impact because these areas have already been hit. Yeah. Well, and especially like Louisiana doesn't need to get hit with back to back storms over the course of like a day right. that has heavy rain. Um, but wind will be the big story, of course, especially if they're fast movers, that just increases the wind speed a bit. Right. Just by the momentum of the storm, as well as the winds it's pushing out on its own. So it's going to be a very interesting week. And I, we're supposed to get part of Laura, right? Yeah. Remnants so Laura. the remnants of Laura could affect Oklahoma City. Obviously, we said that Marco will make that, you know, sharp left turn as it goes uh, across Louisiana and then into Texas, finally dying out somewhere around the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. But Laura, uh, same thing, will kind of move in as it goes, uh, make landfall probably on the Texas-Louisiana state line, and then we'll slowly kind of drift to the west. But, yeah, Oklahoma City might see some remnants of it. It still would be a tropical storm and or depression at that point. Wow. Okay. Bring it on. Come at us, Laura. Come at us. Uh, Hurricane force wind probabilities for Marco, um, not higher than 30% right now. And again, if it's at 74 miles an hour, I mean, that's pretty close. You're not really going to see a whole lot. But, you know, Marco, again, is is the precursor to the big storm. They will have uh, almost 100% chance of seeing tropical storm force winds, and that's all of Louisiana. And Bonnie, even Oklahoma City is in the 5 to 10% chance that you guys will see tropical storm force wind probabilities through Friday. So, wow. Um, Definitely a it's chance. It's all just wind to us, though. We're used to wind. Right. It's all it's all hot air. <laughs> right. No, but that's that's crazy. That's a strong storm, though, to be pushing winds that far inland, you know, so. It's very true. On. It's very true. Um, when we look at the hurricane probability of, of Laura, again, through day five, uh, again, less than, you know, 35 to 40 percent. But with Laura, the big story, obviously, is right now. It will undergo some strengthening. You're looking at uh, 80 to 90% of tropical storm force winds. And these are sustained, by the way. These aren't gusts. These are sustained. So up to 74 miles an hour. Um, 80 to 90%, again, right on that line of the Texas-Louisiana state line. So going to be interesting to see what happens with Marco today, tomorrow, and then going forward. And then all eyes immediately turn right back to the Gulf uh, in a lot of the same spots. So, mm-hmm. man. It's a it's a great time to be a fan of the tropics. That is for sure. Well, and everyone needs to keep an eye on it. And I mean, some people might think about leaving their area. That's up to them. But you should keep an eye on it because this stuff changes overnight. I mean, as of yesterday, Marco was supposed to be maybe a cat one for a second before he made landfall. And Laura was supposed to be a cat one. And now he's a cat one for sure. And she's projected to be a cat two. So tomorrow when we all wake up, they could all be up another level. So it's just keeping an eye on this because things change. I mean, last week when we taped the show, nothing was happening. And now here we are taping the show and there's two storms in the Gulf. So it's just things happen so fast. So everyone needs to be prepared in those areas. One thing I want to say is, do you think when the hurricane hunters went out into one storm that they just went ahead and flew into the other storm too? Or do you think there was two different flights? Uh, oh, I know there are multiple flights going on right now just because of the base of the location. I mean, with Laura being still over 
um, Haiti and the Dominican Republic. It's not necessarily a close, you know, it's still, mm. it's, it's a thousand miles or so uh, oh, between yeah. the two storms. So, um, no, I know that they are actively flying both storms, but, oh, Marco's now been upgraded to a hurricane. So there we go. See, see, what did I just say? Yep, we just knew. But again, we had talked about that. So True. Uh, Bolton just came in. This is the latest update. So again, uh, we're getting a little bit early, but here it is. 280 miles south-southeast of the mouth of the Mississippi River, 440 miles southeast of Lafayette, Louisiana. Maximum sustained oh. winds are now 75 miles an hour, making Marco a Category 1 hurricane. Uh Moving north-northwest at 14 miles an hour. Central pressure now 992 millibars. So it overwinds some strengthening again over the last three hours. And a bevy bevy of new, not bevy, a bevy of new. Um, Warnings and watches out, but we won't go over those. So here's the discussion outlook. Center of of Hurricane Marco located in the... Or in the Gulf of Mexico, Marco moving toward the north-northwest 14 miles an hour. This motion is expected to continue through tonight, followed by a turn toward the northwest by Monday. On the forecast track, Marco will cross the central Gulf of Mexico today and will approach the southeastern Louisiana coast on Monday, a gradual turn to the west-northwest. With a decrease in forward speed is expected after Marco moves inland, maximum sustained winds are near 75 miles an hour with higher gusts. Marco is expected to be a hurricane when it approaches the northern Gulf Coast on Monday. Rapid weakening is expected after Marco moves inland. So there is that update there that Marco would come ashore now as a hurricane. So there we go. Well, here it goes. It's just getting crazy. Um, Wow. It is a small storm. Uh, Hurricane force winds extend 20 miles from the center. Tropical storm force winds extend up to 100 miles from the center. So, again, not a whole lot, like, size-wise, pretty small and compact, but he's still going to pack a punch as a Cat 1 hurricane. So, there we go. Cat 1 for now. For now. Yep. And, and again, I don't see that changing um, just because based on the forecast tracks and everything. So, uh, yeah. But before like, not enough time over open water to get stronger. Right. Let me see if we have any changes to Trouble Storm Laura. We do. Uh, it is now 90 miles south of the eastern tip of Cuba. Sustained winds 50 miles an hour and central pressure down to 10,004, which we just that had not changed. So I was going to say before we just got the update that flashed across my screen is that there is an area in the central Pacific that is not going to do anything. It's 10 miles an hour or it's not 10 miles an hour, but 10% chance of formation, 48 hours and five days. There's a wave coming off of Mexico, two of them actually. The first one, which is near the southern tip or directly south tip of Baja, uh, California, is looking like it's in very favorable conditions. Uh, 60% formation chance through two days and then 80% through five days. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, and then the second area, again, in very uh, conducive for, uh, forecast environment to strengthen. Sorry, I'm watching the 8500 and trying to read at the same time. That's not good. Um, <laughs> they're doing driver introductions right now. Anywho, so this other area they're looking is... Uh, Expected to form uh, medium 
chance 40% through 48 hours and then it re- uh, ramps real ramps really high. I can't talk. Uh, 70% <laughs> through five days. So the tropics are active, but again, all eyes right now on the Gulf of Mexico. Yes. And there's one area further east, right, in the Atlantic? Nothing official yet, but yes, there are. there is a couple waves that look like they're getting ready to come off Africa. So. Wow. Yep. We're in that time so of day. Here we go. Yep. Yeah. We're getting close to the peak two of, you know, of uh, hurricane season. So. End of August. Yep. All the waters are nice and warm and toasty. And yes, they are. Yes. I don't think anyone's are. ever described water as toasty, but we're doing it. Yeah. Why not? Water. Why not? It's, it's warm. Fine. It it's works. warm and toasty. But so Marco and Laura, definitely the big story. Uh, we will be definitely make sure we will be live tweeting today, tomorrow. And then again, all eyes. Midweek. Bonnie, we might have to do a midweek edition of B Squared, depending on how strong Laura gets. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what happens and how this all goes down. And yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, me too. All right. Let's jump quickly to our forecast. What do things look like in Oklahoma City? You know, 90s for the week, pretty much. And then, like you said, we do have that probability of some winds picking up midweek and rain chances picking up midweek from Laura. So, I definitely hope that that happens. That's always fun. Oklahoma really likes to do tornadoes, but we also dabble in the hurricane game as well. So, <laughs> well, n- no, no tropical storms up here in Oregon. Um, temperatures that's have... good. That means Alaska's in the clear. Yes, it does. It does. No sharpie extensions all the way up, um, or bad <laughs> forecast tracks. Right. So. We got some rain the last few days. It was really nice and refreshing. However, high pressure starting to build back in. Temperatures today will be in the low 80s, and we're going to sit in the mid-80s probably for the next week. Maybe some clouds move in overhead. We'll see. Maybe a little bit of marine influence from the coast seeps into the Willamette Valley. We will see. But uh, it is a beautiful time of year up here in the northwest. This is the time of year where I tell everybody to come visit from late June through early September where it's beautiful 90% of the time. Well, that sounds nice. Maybe it I'll is. just, you know, road trip on up there. You should. Bring Courtney. <laughs> I will, for sure. Yes. Well, can't road uh, trip without her. No, absolutely. And you got to bring Clyde. Oh, yeah, of course. I want to get a picture with Clyde, so. Definitely. He's kind of our mascot. By the way, I won't tell you what's coming, but you have a care package being dropped in the mail, and I think you will like it, so. Uh, yeah, good times. From who? For me. You are so sweet. I got some, I got some new stuff, and you'll be like, ooh. So, yeah. You spoil me. I got you, girl. I got you. It's what co-hosts do MVP. for each other. Right? <laughs> yeah, we, we'll talk basketball next week, too. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. We got a lot to talk about that. Yes, we do. Another great edition of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys probably in a few days. That's right.